Good evening and welcome to the Hourglass of Isabella. I'm here with Daniel tonight. Good evening. And we're sitting by a roaring fire here on the patio of the chateau and it's absolutely beautiful. Wouldn't you agree? It is lovely. So tonight, as we look upwards into the sky and the stars above us, we're going to be talking about Star Trek specifically. And we've already done an episode on Star Wars, so I thought it would only be fair, as it's the classic counterpart for the balance in the universe, to have the Star Trek episode as well. Which do you prefer? I, I wouldn't dare answer that question on, on recording. People do tend to fall into... Oh, you know, I know, but yeah. there are some hardcore Trekkies, there are hard... And I know that you are definitely a hardcore Star right. Wars fan. And here's the thing, is I love both for different reasons. You could be bitrecual. Indeed. That, uh, That's an actual term, Voltaire's, yeah. Voltaire's uh, Yes, album? it is. Vol- and it, shout out to Voltaire if you happen to be listening. But, <laughs> getting into Star Trek, okay? I'm going to ask you some questions. Which... Of all the different renditions of Star Trek, which there's been many at this point, which is your favorite and why? So, Next Generation is is, is definitely TNG. TNG. Um, but that said, there 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 is something beautiful and pure about the old episodes that I like, and I usually summarize it. Uh, you know, talking about actually an episode that we just watched. So, by old episodes, for people maybe TOS. Don't know what that is. So just the original series. The original series back it's in, Captain uh, Kirk, in the 60s. Spock Captain era. Kirk, yeah. Exactly. But so, you know, back in the day, they they focused more on on storytelling and and less on propping it up with techno battle. So for instance, it was very easy back in the old show to just go down to a planet and find a giant donut that's sending out time waves and can send them back to the 30s and they can meet Joan Collins. They don't have to explain it. There's no, in fact, in fact, uh, you know, Spock says this is beyond any science I know. I have no idea, right? Whereas the new show would go and talk about inverse tachyon fields and this and that, and and they tried to give it a little more, uh, you know, nouveau physics, uh, and and you know, and give it some some rationality to it. There's less, there is less in the in the next generation series that is unexplainable. Mm-hmm. That, is, that is somehow magical or something. I mean, you have Q, obviously, but even that seems to have Q, some... Q, the omnipotent being. Yes, exactly. What a guy. <laughs> what a guy. And so, and so yours, can I, can I answer for you, or would you like to can tell I, me? Yeah, you asked you, me you the question. Tell me. Yeah, so what, what is your favorite uh, Star Trek series? My favorite series was, without a doubt, Voyager. I actually was a huge Captain Janeway fan, which I know a lot of people disliked Voyager and didn't find it as appealing as I did. But I think as a young girl growing up, there weren't too many female empowered role models, especially not in the captain's seat. And Janeway was fantastic. But you talked about Q earlier. She still had some of that sexiness, like the thing where Q came down, he like wanted to mate with her in one episode, yes. and they had this courtship and they went back to the eighteen sixties, yeah. but it was actually the Q continuum. But but in fact, you know, sexy. she she already had mated with uh, Lieutenant Paris when they were salamanders. Right, well, it's too. <laughs> but <laughs> I just, and I also like, I also like Chakotay in that. There were a yeah, couple yeah. of characters. I loved the Doctor, who was actually the hologram, 
he was a really appealing character and one of the, actually the last episodes of Voyager is him writing this strange kind of hollow deck theatre piece about the rights of holograms and that holograms should have rights and it turns out all the holograms they actually look like him because they're based on the guy who designed him right. kind of like how Data in the new Picard show I kind of thought that they Data. were going to actually bring that up in the new Picard show I thought I thought they were going to too but they have all these the doctor his, his holograms they're on mining things forced to do this mining which is very oppressive they're basically enslaved by the federation so it leaves the question are there still things which are bad about the federation which and if they're sentient why not which leads us into picard yes the new do we love it so here's the thing it's i love patrick stewart i love patrick stewart he can do no wrong they they, and, and they tried really hard to do wrong in that show and, and they didn't. They couldn't. Yeah, they couldn't. They and couldn't so, have failed if they tried. So I actually I really enjoyed it, and we, I don't. I don't, don't want to have spoilers for it, but for I, a lot I, of people, I actually, still I actually yeah. think it was. It was. It was kind of cool. I like the. I like the concept of it, and I think it's interesting because I've noticed that you know, many much of our science fiction right now is exploring the relationship between humans and these android things that we artificial create. intelligence. You know, so we have Westworld. Yeah. You know, obviously yes. covered some of that. Uh, you know, Picard is definitely in there. Blade Runner, obviously. Uh, there's another show that I watched uh, called uh, Devs, which which, yes. which is a little bit it's 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 similar in concept in the sense that it is about you know can we compute the universe sort of thing. Even the, the loop has touches on some of those subjects, yeah, yeah, interestingly. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think it's something that, and I think you know where science fiction always comes in is as a as a way of you know sort of depicting the future, right, and saying you know. Maybe maybe saying here's here's what the future could look like, or maybe saying you know here's what you don't want the future to look like. Either way, um, you know, and and these are the sort of mistakes that we could make as we go down the line. So I think I think it's something that, that's that's and, and it's much more Star Trek uh, the, the social commentary aspect than than say Star Wars. I mean that said, you know Star Wars definitely has some weird politics and economics in prequels, but nobody likes it. And and in, as just Clone Wars, they just didn't, and, yeah, Clone, Clone Wars, Wars is a lot of politics. But they didn't do it. They didn't do a good job of it. I say. I, I I think I think. Whereas I think Clone Wars actually does a good job of it. They I do because it, because they sort of do it in bits and pieces, and it, and it doesn't feel quite so stifled. Um, so whereas in Star Trek, I think they're able to deal with these issues, and I think again, old series was uh, a lot more raw. Like one of my favorite episodes is there's an episode where they they come across these two guys, and one of them's hunting the other, and they're aliens, and they're black and white, right? And so they've got them in the same room, and he's trying to kill the guy, and he and they're like, why why are you trying to kill this guy? He's he's obviously exactly just like you, you know, you guys are the same race, and he's like, what are you talking about? You know, he is an abomination. Look, he is he is black on the left side and white on the right side. I am black on the right side and white on the left side. You know, and they were basically just, you know, the same. They, I mean, the makeup was really trivial. It was not even complicated. Uh, but they were they were able to deal with those sort of racial issues um, long before, I think, the rest of, you know, society was well, ready to I handle. Well, I do believe they had the first interracial, the first interracial kiss, kiss. That's right. That's right. On screen, which is O'Hara. Was that a name? Uhura. Uhura. Right. And I was just observing as we watched the episode today, how short their skirts really were. For <laughs> She's like, real. you could see her butt. Yeah. Basically, you could. They were. They were. They were beyond the '60s mini skirt. It yeah. was like above that. Her skirt was as, as as short as uh, as as the counselor's uh, counselor Troy's uh, cleavage. She had that deep cleavage that first season. You remember that? 
I do not, but yeah. I did like Deanna they, they, they Troy. Fixed it. They fixed it I then. thought she was very, uh, like, in, in, as we talk about the empath and stuff, right? Yeah. She had this beautiful empath thing and her wild hair and everything, and it was kind of kind of nice to see her come back in Picard yeah. as well. No, it was, was nice. was enjoyable. It, it, and it you know what enjoyable. I really liked about Picard? What did you really like about Picard? As I sit here sipping my wine. The, the Chateau Picard? That they had the Chateau Picard, and he was actually out on this winery. So we actually bought some Chateau Picard. Yeah, so downstairs in the basement in Daniel's office, there is a bottle of actual, you can buy this, and you should go out and buy it, Chateau Picard red wine. And I've had a bottle of it. It's actually pretty good. But I'm a, I'm a huge Picard fan. Jean-Luc Picard. I think there is almost something Shakespearean about him, and of course he actually did Shakespearean acting of his own accord prior to this, but he brings in that element, especially the episodes in TNG with him and Q. It's like a Robin Hood one. Have you seen that? Yes, of course. Yeah, and there's there's just... They made made extensive use of the 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 holodeck. I love that, because we were just observing today, we watched an original series episode where they went back in time to the 30s, but it was actually like a time travel, because of course they didn't have the holodeck at that point in time. To be able to sort of... And I I, I think they did well. Can I tell you a funny story? Tell me a funny story. So when I was growing up in England, I really liked the original series episode about the trebles. Tribbles. Tribbles, right. For those of you who don't know, the tribbles are like these little fluffy round things. And they had this problem where they just kept multiplying out of control. They're basically right. sex. And the trouble tracks actually the name of the episode. And so when I was a little girl, I loved this episode so much that my parents went out of their way and they bought me this plush tribble. Wow. Right, but That's this really isn't cool. the end of the story. Okay. So I would be in my room and I'd wake up the next day and I'd have one and then it'd be two. And I'd be really confused. And then the next day, they'd be free. And I actually thought they were multiplying. But my parents had actually, you could buy a whole set. Uh, And so they were just adding them in with my brothers in there. And I really believed it. It was, And it did. It made the whole thing delightful. So one of of my favorite um, (laughs) Deep Space Nine episodes... They actually, they Deep Space Nine. Deep Space Nine. They actually, to that. This was kind of when the technology was was just coming about that you could do this, where you could, you know, sort of sort of mess with old film. And what they did is they actually had an episode where they went back in time to to the the Trouble with Tribbles episode. Yes, I've seen right? it. I've seen it. Right? It's a great. And, and, in fact, and, they and, used and, some of the original footage. That's right. That's right. They used some of the original footage, and they're kind of in the same world. And the fascinating thing about it is that uh, Klingons, right, have changed dramatically. Like the original series, they look different. They, and he says, "I don't want to talk yeah, about." We, don't, it. we know he says, "We says we don't talk about that with outsiders." <laughs> like something <laughs> like terrible. The fact that they acknowledged it, I happened. thought, was, was oh, brilliant. Oh, beautiful! It was brilliant. It's really, that's right? really, really beautiful. And I like Deep Space Nine. Who was the chap who was in charge of security? Was in Quark. Quark. What's his name? No, Quark was the. Uh, no, he's the Ferengi. He's the, he's the Ferengi. Not the Ferengi. Uh, I'm talking about the, the guy who was a shape shifter. Uh, what was his name? God, I know oh, there's a see? bunch of you listening out there right now who are like, I know his name, and it, I feel like it begins with a Q or something. Quark, Quan, or something. God, it's going to bother me. Can you look it up? Odo. Odo, thank you. His name yeah. is Odo. And my, my friend Jin Ho, he loves Deep Space Nine. He thinks Deep Space that's Nine his is favorite. way cooler than The Next Generation. Do you know the whole thing about, is it the trill where they had the yeah, tattoo? Yeah, yeah. I actually had a friend who actually got that tattoo oh, yeah? on the face down the back. I mean, I have another friend. Well, you know, Faye. She actually got her ears pointed. Yeah. So it looks very Vulcan-like. Right? It has that right. kind of very Spock look on it. Jetzia Dax, wasn't that her name? Jetzia Dax. Yeah, she was, yeah, she was And then there was this great episode where, like, it turns out that 
like she used to be a male Klingon or something like this. Remember this? I don't remember and this. Then, and, and so she's like, she is like the, she is like the sort of poster she's child for, for transgender. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah, I'm sure it takes you over. The parasitic. The Cleon guy is is totally, you know, accepting of her or him. And uh, it's just, it's just, it's really, 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 really interesting. I do actually like the Frank as well. Well, they're very, very money grabbing kind of. Uh, group of people I think they give them like this really interesting personality it's almost comedic especially something like Deep Space Nine he actually ends the bar in it doesn't right, he right. but it, he makes for a, that comedic relief which I think you know is actually you may agree Voyager was meant to be a lot more serious yeah. so in some respects what part of its downfall I think was it had a failure to kind of add some of the beauty of comedic value that a lot of Star Trek actually has but like even TNG had had moments of be- beautiful comedic value. Oh, for sure. What, what do we think for about sure. Data? Let's talk about Data. Yeah, so so Data is actually the best when he's not actually laughing and when he has no emotions. That yeah. whole thing in the in the movie, <laughs> I've I've totally you know blocked out the movies and we could talk about that separately. We'll talk about but, that. Yeah. But but yeah, no, he was obviously the the ultimate straight man. It was great. My my favorite my favorite uh, thing with him. They come across this crystalline entity and they're able to speak to the crystalline entity because it's like destroying planets or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, and it refers to the humans as ugly bags of mostly water. I love and data, that. And Data's like, an accurate assessment. Yeah. You know, an accurate description. <laughs> so I think my favorite villains of the whole, and I'm sure a lot of people agree with this, of the whole, you know, Star Trek world is without a doubt the Borg. Yeah. They have this very terrifying whole concept of assimilation like we will assimilate you you know the almost zombie-like aspect of a walking corpses reanimated with technological advancements it reminded me so much and best don't get me wrong we will have absolutely a whole episode dedicated to doctor who but i was watching a very early doctor who the other day second doctor patrick patrick troughton era and it was actually tomb of the sidemen and it reminded me so much of the Borg in some respects, I suddenly thought to myself, well, which came first? Because they were made, you know, they're both kind of 60s made show. Right, but there's no Doctor Borg in the Who, series. Yeah, Doctor Who came first is the answer. So then the question that I had based on that, was it inspired? Was it inspired? No, there's no question. I, I think I, it was. I, think I it really be. do. Because well, Cybermen thing, were terrifying. The thing I think is super, super interesting about the Borg is that... They're you know, Cybermen, basically. It, it, it is sort of... so so. Star Trek sort of posits this future where that which becomes very socialist, right? Where we've gotten rid of money, we we provide you know healthcare to people, you know, and, and generally we don't need to have wars and stuff like that. And so it's sort of like this socialist ideal, right? Whereas the the Borg sort of represent the evil communist ideal mm-hmm. of where where you're we will so, see your somehow unit. where some exactly where somehow your individuality is is crushed. And so having those two play against each other, super interesting. I but think. you'll notice with like character from Voyager Seven of Nine and it was great to see her come back yeah, in yeah, the, yeah. the new Picard series that was awesome she's badass and Hugh yeah he got Hugh. he was also uh, he was a Borg for those of you who don't know who was and they had actually a lot of Voyager characters come back from episodes that people otherwise I don't think would have recognized so it was kind of nice as a Voyager fan to see that I would have loved to see Janeway in, in that in that show a lot of people don't know I was growing up I actually had a choice you know my parents were like well my, my favorite doctor in Doctor Who was the third doctor, John Pertwee. And there's a little stand, it's sold autographs. And we had a John Pertwee autograph who played the third doctor. And then had Catherine Janeway, who was Kate Milgrew. And 
I was like, I really want a John Pertwee. It's sold you didn't find because her voice he's just to be died. A little annoying. No, you keep saying this, but I thought she had a lovely, deep, deep That's set deep. I voice. I thought it was very high No, I know you think that, but I always thought she had a, she would talk very low down. Like okay. it, I always felt that maybe she had a high pitched voice. Maybe, maybe I don't know. But the point is, Kate Milgrew. I got so I had Kate Milgrew's autograph sitting in my room growing up, but it was like she actually got to star in Orange Is the New Black, so she was actually uh, in that right. prison show. I didn't know that. Yeah, so but you she like, didn't so you get like to be Borg as villains better than better than Q. No, Q is above everything. Q is delicious. He, in fact, John DeClancy. Uh, John Delancey. John Delancey. He was, yeah. He's even been in My Little Pony. He, he plays Dis- Pony. Discord, yeah. who is basically a Q. If you've watched <laughs> My Little Pony, you know, if you're a brony, whatever, it's a whole subculture. But I've wa- I've watched it, and I was just like, damn, he's basically Q. They're not even. He can click his fingers and so, disappear. So my favorite Same villain. Guy. My favorite villain is uh, is Khan. From, oh yeah, from, from, Wrath of from Khan. the movie. Wrath we of, talk about movies. Ra- so Ra- now- yeah, so the so movies are, are, are I think uh, original Star Trek. You know. I, I would say Wrath of Khan is is by far by far the be- the greatest the greatest film of, of Star Trek it, by far, um, you know original series you know motion picture uh, had, had its had its had its moment, um, episode three Search for Spock, eh, not so good. Uh-huh. Episode four was the one with the whales that's a pretty good one. <laughs> episode five. Uh, that's the one where they like go to the center of the universe or something, and there's God, and why does God need a starship? That episode sucked. Uh, and then I kind of get lost because honestly, at that point, they had like a Generations episode. They had some, uh, they had some Next Generation movies, none of which I really liked, and I tried not to pay attention to them, which you know, I did of, like the sort of actually hurt me when it came to Picard. And then because the, you didn't the have whole, a backstory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole, the whole new uh, movies I did not like at all. At all, J.J. Abrams' Star Trek was terrible. Just it, just that was terrible. It was. I didn't. I didn't enjoy it. And I get. And I get lots of arguments with people who think that it was really great. I thought it was just terrible. Well, the same chap who did Star Wars. Star Wars interesting. Yeah. So, so yeah. I think what it is is that he made them a little too action-packed and a little less thoughtful. Here's That's the really thing: is I think it, we have in his. And this may be an unpopular opinion, but maybe someone out there agrees. I think we have a tendency in our modern culture to make all of our movies with all of the great CGI advancements we have sure. too action-packed, and we've lost sense of dialogue and plot. And if you watch some of his original, yeah. very original Star Trek shows, what makes them so endearing is that they take the time to be slow and to take so, time with the plot. So here, here's a very here's a very ironic thing. Uh, around the same time, a uh, new series called Star Trek Discovery came out, right? And then another show, which uh, is a is a is a, a, rent- a, a yes. parody, and it's great, called the Orville. And the I Orville's find great. I find the Orville to be more Star Trek than Star than Trek. Star Trek. Like it. Like it. It confused me to the point. Like I thought it was going to be funny. I'm like, this isn't really funny. But it's no, actually, you thought it was going to be funny because you I thought it was, it was made funny. by right. It's made by the uh, the same guy Seth, that does uh, Seth MacFarlane, yeah, right? Right. And so and so I thought it was going to be funny comedy, but it was actually like he just legitimately wanted to make no. If there was Star Trek. there was some comedy, but you could tell yeah, he was at, at its, at its root cause. He was a hardcore yeah, Star Trek fan, yeah. and he just wanted to live it the was fantasy. Pure. It was very he pure. wanted to make he wanted speaking to make Star which, Trek. Speaking of which, you wanted to mention the uh, Black Mirror episode. Right. Oh yes. So there's this there's this great episode of Black Mirror. Well, just so for those of you that don't know, Black Mirror is a very British kind of based TV show set kind of in futuristic situations to a point where sometimes it's so. What's the thing where it's ironic? It's so ironic that people even today will be like, "Oh, 2020, <laughs> the best Black Mirror episode yet." 
So you can now they have this episode. Yeah, so they have, they have this episode that takes place in a company that's developing a, this sort of immersive video game technology, and um, where where they can effectively you know scan your your personality in and 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 put it in the video game sort of thing. And and there's this whole there's this whole episode where where. The, basically, the guy who runs the company or whatever has got his own sort of personal simulation with these with these you know personalities stuck in this starship, and they have to play. But here's the creepy part: he's actually taken. So he get, there's this woman who's like his hot colleague, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna totally put her in my thing." So he basically will like steal pieces of hair or fingernails of the DNA right. so he can so put he can their information them, yeah. right. and then basically trap them inside of this game. So they're real con- artificial consciousness right but it trapped right right but it was it was a, it was a very very fun it's a episode. really it's it, a really messed up episode but it's great so if, if you haven't watched black mirror highly suggest that yeah. it's a tv show so I, I apparently discovery got better uh i didn't watch it i watched like the first episode i think mm-hmm. i kind of didn't get into it apparently now discovery season three is coming out and it takes place in the future does something it? strange like that interesting um and so and i heard that maybe it's gonna intersect with picard in some ways and so maybe I'll kind of tune into it and check it out. I don't know. Yeah, it's worth a shot to look I at. Know. I think they tend to be hit or miss. I mean, again, yeah, so, so we didn't talk anything about that uh, Enterprise show because why? It was awful. You know, I, every episode I just wanted it to be Quantum Leap and I thought he was just going to, you know, Quantum Leap out. <laughs> so, so true. So very true. Uh, so have you ever been to like a Star Trek convention or anything I've like never that? been to a Star Trek convention. I've not either, but my uh, my friend growing up, Laura, she used to be a huge Star Trek fan, and she said there was this whole experience, I don't know if it's still there or not, in Las Vegas, where they had a replica. Yeah, yeah, they'd yeah. go for it, it was like an emergency, like the warp drive is failing, yeah, and yeah, yeah. you'd have to I, run I went through. On that when it was there. It was oh, cool. you went on it? Okay, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was, was actually... it like role play? What was it? No, it wasn't nearly as role play as, as, as oh, it should have been. Oh, I thought it was right? going to I mean, be, yeah. it, 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 But it did inspire me. I had this, I always had this idea that I thought would be really great for, for Las Vegas, where you could basically go as a imagine you wanted to do like a team building exercise right mm-hmm. and the idea would be that you would bring your team to this hotel right and and it would basically be you know a star trek theme sort of thing right and you would then beam up to your floor to your spaceship right so the idea would be that your floor of the hotel is your spaceship that's right? cool right and then you cool. have you so you'd have your quarters or whatever and then you would have to go to the bridge you know, have certain shifts that you would have to do, and then you could like go and explore planets, and you would just basically get into your oh. your elevator sort of thing, or into your shuttlecraft, you right, know, which is right. which is basically just an elevator, and it would take you to like you know you could go to the pleasure planet, you could go on adventures, and it would be sort of like role play scenarios that I think I think you know would be would be a lot of fun. I think people people would really enjoy that sort of uh, immersive, immersive role you know play. role playing, and, and and everybody kind of kind of has a sense of how Star Trek is supposed to work. And so I think I think it would be a lot of fun. Yeah, that's fun. that's fascinating. So we had this idea a while back, and I still, obviously, as you guys know by now, if you've been listening to a podcast, we've mentioned many times in previous episodes that we run. We're very lucky to run a camp on the front line of Burning Man. Obviously, with the pandemic that we're in this year, Burning Man has been cancelled, which we completely understand. However, we'd had this amazing idea 
that because if, you, if you've been to Burning Man, you'll know it's in Nevada, in the desert, wide open space. And if you've seen the original Star Trek, they'll get the you know the unlucky ensigns in the red. red like shirts. that's how you know the yeah. red shirts. They're gonna die. No two ways about it. But they're all beamed down, and they're like, we're on this alien planet near the tricorders and everything. Thought it'd be really fun to go out to Burning Man and have an away mission. An, an away team. Yeah. And we'd all dress and we'd, up. And we just gotta go go into different camps. Yeah, and... we'd all have different outfits. So I really wanted yeah. to have the Doctor's outfit. Specifically I, I was, from I was Voyager. Gonna, I was going to buy the the Q outfit. You were going to have a Q with the Q outfit, yeah. Whole, you know, hat and everything. Yeah, and I wanted to have the green hologram doctor's outfit, and we just totally yeah, have a role. You were going to be the emergency medical hologram. Yeah, because I was like, if everyone else is doing drugs, someone else has to be like sober and watching out for these people as medical personnel. Yeah, I was no, like, we'll do that. That will be we'll my do role. That. Just, it'll have I still to, it'll, really it'll have to wait. It'll be it'll be a lot of fun. I think. Yeah, I still really think that's think, a great. I think it's very enjoyable, and and I think I mean, the, the nice thing about Star Trek in general. I think is that it does sort of at least at least traditionally show the better side of humanity and, and what we could become and, and people like that, and it I discusses think, great issues know? and topics which I think are relevant right. to today. Right. So I think it's a great thing actually to uh, at least you know even things like Voyager are great things to show your kids because there are so many lessons that can be learned right. from it. And, and one of the, one of the criticisms about the the latest Picard, the, the oh give the, me a Chris, I didn't know this. Tell what, me. Was that it, it shows a bit of a darker side of the Federation? I liked that because right? it's realistic. Well, and apparently in this new season of Discovery coming out, the Federation doesn't exist anymore; has fallen apart or something. Interesting. Not sure. Not sure. Well, it makes because you know we've been watching Clone Wars and every saw undertone. You know, probably we've got you know the classic Empire and everything. They have the Jedi, and it's all like okay, these are the good guys. And uh, but then if you've watched you know the future movies, you have this definitive sense of actually you know Palpatine is bad and these are actually the right. bad guys and these good guys who think they're being so good politically they're actually on the wrong side of the field entirely right. and that's how it can be in real life sometimes and it's even relevant to our politics today to be sure. fair so there's no, a lot I, to be learned from I, I think I think in general there isn't you know you know the reality is that yes you know uh, there, there is good and bad but one of the things that I always find very attractive about Star Trek is that they, they sort of presented as if human beings have changed as if by the time we get to the you know the 34th that century or whatever ourselves. that somehow we have bettered ourselves and, and they will make mention of the fact that we did terrible things along the way like that we had these genetic wars and all sorts of terrible things to get there, yeah. you know to get there but at, that at some point in the future we sorted out things like okay people don't have to be hungry anymore you know people people don't have to be sick you know you don't need to, you don't need to be poor Right, and they, and they, that and that somehow we've we've sorted that out, and and I think that's attractive. Right, it gives uh, hope than, for the human just, race. Rather than just imagining that, that that this nonsense that we're in now continues on indefinitely. Or we destroy ourselves. Right, exactly. Nuclear, yeah. Exactly. Whereas you watch some sci-fi show like Lex, and they're like, yes. Earth is this class planet and it destroys itself by nuclear war at this point and that's just a normal cycle for that planet. Right. Like so the planet has a cycle no, and right. humans are part that's of the right. disease it, on it, that planet. Super interesting. And so yeah. and so and, and to be fair, you know, the way that Star Trek got away with that is by making basically by pointing out the weirdness in other planets, like oh, those other planets haven't really evolved yet. You know, they're 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 still they're backwards. still learning. And those are the sort of and so when they're talking about these other planets, what they're really talking about is us now. And so yes. when they have episodes about you know racism or or so my my favorite Star Trek episode we just watched and and I, and I want to discuss it real briefly if I can. So basically, it's this the, they're going to check on this colony that they assume must be dead because of this radiation that they found. Mm -hmm. But then they find the colonists and they're all perfectly healthy like perfectly healthy super healthy super happy and they don't want to evacuate They're so happy but the orders are to be evacuated 
And so it turns out that there are these poppies that grow on this planet, plant, this yeah. plant, and the spores basically make you really healthy and really happy. But they're basically like opiates. But yeah, what, I, what right. I will say is I love about this, the one thing I loved about this episode is how every time I couldn't get over this, they'd get in these plants, they'd just basically like come on their faces. They would just <laughs> ejaculate and jizz all over the character's right. faces. And they and were so happy about it. They'd smile, they'd be like, yeah, the plant just came on my face. I got a great facial. This feels good. And, you know, and meanwhile, Kirk is like this is wrong yeah Kirk is like this we're is wrong we're humans you must not feel this pleasure but everyone's happy and Spock falls in love right he's like I finally can I, feel emotions yeah, that's actually I what he says at, at the end of the episode he's like for the first time in my life I was happy yeah. and so here's something super interesting about this there is another show that I grew up with there's another sci-fi show called Space 1999 yes and it basically I know. is about like the earth blew up and you the moon is flying you can track to the space. moon through, through track to beam something I never really quite understood it but yeah. the point is there is an episode that is exactly like this where is they that? basically go down to this planet and everybody he's happy and they invite him to come and join them and at least that episode had something wrong like you know I think they sacrificed people or something there was something called something to make it dark, to make it dark. This, this episode of Star Trek did not have any d- darkness at all and the, they and, were not evil and the it's plants were not evil either exactly they were not They were not evil at all and, and the weird thing about it is that Kirk is very much like this is not human. Yeah, we like, must be being angry. happy and being healthy is not human. But I we think must there's, there's something to it because it's part of a cycle. You know what? Every day of your life is a roller coaster. There's going to be ups and there's going to be downs. And if you didn't have days where you were absolutely miserable, you would not truly appreciate the days where you were ecstatic and happy. Right. So I think, I guess what I'm saying is I think they could have presented it a little bit better. Like maybe like, you know, they had no art, they had no culture. I liked it you know, though. That sort they of had thing. everything. But they did. They made it so that they were super happy and it was just it, like, it says, why is that can, a bad thing? Kirk says, how can I fight against paradise? Yeah. And that's a great line. And on that note, we have reached the end. The end? Of the, the end. The inevitable end of the hourglass. But, you know, I do want to take a moment here to say that I've really enjoyed talking about this topic with you today. It's yes. been a pleasure. I, I agree. To I discuss agree. It. And I, I, I appreciate the fact that you like Star Trek. I, in fact, for a long time, I didn't actually know that you had such an affinity because with I Voyager. Because I didn't really talk about it. It was something I think, you know. Because you were embarrassed by it because Voyager was kind of crappy. I no, I love, don't, I love Voyager. <laughs> Take it back. And on that note, we're going to end this podcast. Good night and farewell. Farewell.